Welcome to the One-Eyed Dog Podcast. It it oh, hang on. Oh, sorry, Smitty. Uh yep. I think something wrong with Zoom, mate. Someone's someone's bombed us on Zoom. There's a we've got a Zoom bomber. What do you hang mean? I, I can't see anyone. The, no, no, the guy in the black beanie. Who's that? Oh, oh hang on. There's you, there's me. Yeah, who's and there's, there's a third person. On. Yeah, flannel that... black beanie. Who's that? I don't know. He looks pretty happy with himself, though. He looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> Can you identify yourself, please? Third person on the Zoom. I was waiting for a warm welcome, but that wasn't very warm. <laughs> a warm welcome. Warm. Well, you've had enough warmth up on the Gold Coast. Have you guys missed me? Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Well, the ratings have been pretty good over yeah, the last two episodes. The, the listeners have missed you. I have to say, I don't know how or why, listeners, you're going to have to hit us up at Western Bulldogs Podcast. <laughs> On Instagram, because you never know when Dave's going to actually be on the show or not. But for some reason, the episodes Dave's not on are just a bit lower in terms of listens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Smitty. It doesn't work. I, I can't work it out because we never, although we did announce Dave was going to be away for two weeks. So maybe last week they just said, wow, well, we know Dave's not going to be there. We're not going to listen. So and let's be honest, guy. We uh, finished the first episode without Dave. And we were pretty happy with ourselves. Like, yeah, we were very happy. We've nailed this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. yeah. L- lowest rating podcast of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, you brought some magic back. Where have you been? Give us a give the give the listeners a quick update on why you abandoned them for two weeks. Well, I was up on the Sunshine Coast, so that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Exciting holiday. Yeah, it's right. you've really, uh, really been working on your material while you've been away, Dave. That's good. Okay. So, <laughs> did you take that black beanie up to the Gold Coast with you? I did, but I didn't have to wear it until the last day when uh, seven and a half inches of rain fell. But no, we had well, beautiful, beautiful weather up there. Missed, um, missed chatting. We watched the um, Essendon win and then the Port Adelaide loss. So, yeah. been a win and a loss since I've been away. More importantly, Friday night we had a win. So, welcome officially, properly, and genuinely to the podcast. Smitty's here with us. Dave, welcome back on board. Smitty and I are a bit Thank down you. last week, but we're back mm. this week mm. because oh, yes. we're recording after our win against Collingwood on Friday night at Etihad Stadium. Sorry, at Marvel Stadium, I should say. Boys, what did you think of the game? Well, can I just say, and hello, Dave and Guy, good to be here. Hello, listeners, to uh, episode 10 of the One-Eyed Dog podcast. Is there a better feeling than waking up Saturday morning after a win on a Friday night? Nah, not much. There's it's not it's much. hard to beat. The only <laughs> thing that I think beats it, and I, I love doing this, so when we have a win, you get home after the game, and obviously the press conference has been loaded up on AFL app or wherever you watch it. I, I brush my teeth, hop into bed, put in the AirPods, and listen to Brilliant. Bevo's conf- press conference. And I often yes. fall yeah. asleep oh, to Bevo's dulcet tones. I mean, I look at him for a while, look at his big guns and his very yeah. happy, smiley face, yeah. and then I just, just shut my eyes makes and you feel drift comfortable off to sleep. <laughs> Go to my happy place. <laughs> That's right. So we had a great win, Dave. What was it? Forty? Was it 48 points? Eight goals, wasn't it, in the end? 48 points, yep. Yep. How did it look from the Mount? Dave, uh, for new listeners, uh, Dave's come beaming to us from Mount Gambier in South Australia. So Dave watched it on TV. Smitty and I were there. Dave, tell us first up, how did it look on the box? Well, looks sensational. And that first quarter, uh, what did we kick? Six goals to one. I, I knew we were on from the from the first bounce. You could just tell they were they were there to play. They were slick. They were fast. They were back to their best. Back to last year's best. I thought. Yeah, I agree. And just the clearance work in the middle. One big inclusion into that middle. It was very influential. Good to have him. He was. Oh, sweet. 
sweetie. Oh, oh sweet it good stuff. to have him in there. Oh, totally agree. I think there was none of that lethargy that we've had the last few weeks where it's just, just for the energy, I don't know, just felt a bit down or we haven't quite known what to do. But we were clearing the ball. We were running the ball hard. We were we were actually running running and ragged a little bit. I mean, we do, absolutely dominated. I know we had a, a bit of a slowdown in the second quarter when we only scored that one goal and, and perhaps even the third was a little bit slow. But really, it didn't feel like we were ever going to lose it, did it? Nah, not no, not really. I think as Bulldog supporters, you always have that. If they kick two and then another two in a row, that brings it back mm, to two goals. Yep. There's that little, and the crowd got a bit involved because the crowd weren't involved all game. In fact, no. when Collingwood kicked a couple, half the crowd was already gone. Yeah, they gone. <laughs> they left yeah. the three-quarter time. Yeah. They really were yeah. not happy. What was the crowd? It was a f- full house. 44? Anyone know the numbers? Was it 44? Mid-40s. But quite a few Bulldogs. We put the call out last week. We must have more listeners than we think, Smitty, because we put the call out last week and there were a few doggies there. They turned up and they made some noise. Now, highlights. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the first one. I have to. You go. Buku. Oh. Oh. <laughs> How good. How good. How what clean are his hands? Good. Oh, he just gets them up. And he I mean he look, he dropped a few, but he was contesting, constantly presenting, contesting, on the move all the time. Really high work rate. And I think that was probably what impressed me most. I mean, he kicked three goals, but I reckon it was his mm. work rate for a guy who's playing what his second game. This year, third game yep. ever, fourth I think, but yeah, third and fourth, yeah, yeah. So Buku Kamas highlight of Friday night. Great to see him out there and presenting up in the forward line. What about you, Dave? What do you reckon? Well, just just having bombs back. I just think that uh, having the week off, he was clearly been looking a bit sore, but he was back to his best on Friday night. I thought, and obviously my favourite player at the moment. So I was. Uh, it makes a big difference having him back in the centre. Oh, we we liked him down forward for a bit, but we know he's still he's still the engine room there, and he he does a lot. And his skills and his delivery, uh, the clearances were just just showed how good Bont is. And when he's on song, uh, we are hard to beat. So Dave, it was Bont for me. It was Buka. What about you, Smithy? What was your highlight of Friday? Oh, look, my highlight was just how much of the footy we had and how much yeah. spread we had. So we had eight out of the top nine position getters. We had one to eight. So the ninth position getter was Crisp. You know yep. who was tenth? Lapinski. I mean, he's ours as well, right? Lapinski. He was Lapinski, wasn't he? I remember, when, <laughs> I, I remember seeing at one point there was some, you know, they put all those, there's so many stats, and there was one that was like four Bulldogs and Lapinski in the middle. And I turned and I said to my, said to my daughter, all Bulldogs dominating up there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. We still claim him right. <laughs> It's yeah. interesting, Trelaw yeah. playing for us, Lapinski playing for them. No one oh, really booed, and it was good. Didn't Trelaw yeah. play oh, the game, what a game. of his life? What a game. Oh, Trelaw was brilliant. Oh. I'll tell you who, yeah. a couple for me, Luke Cleary, great debut. Yes, was clean, wasn't he? Very clean. Yes. Like, at time, didn't, yep. didn't sort of yep. get overwhelmed by it. And I'll tell you who I love back in there, playing mm. a little bit of a different role, he looks to me to be a bit bigger, a bit shaggier, Riley West. Yes, he Could was a bit of oh, grunting. Yep. Hasn't he? Yeah, he was a hard. He was not that he was never a mm. hard man, but I feel I don't know if he's bogged up. But he was a real physical presence on the field. So wonderful to see. He him was out. good. Yeah, I think Collingwood yep. seemed to play like a zone off, and we just loved it. We said, "Oh, we'll chip around, chip around, chip around." And that's why we had well the top eight possession getters because mm. we had so much of the footy. But if they weren't coming at us, well, we could just hang back and use the ball. And I think we switched play well. We went forward when we should have gone forward, and. We're just really clean with the footy. I mean, we had three players. Sorry, we had four players that kicked three goals each. Yeah, mm. that's in cool. fact, out of those four, they kicked twelve goals. Four between them. Well, even I thought too about Norton. I I came away and thought, 
Well, Norton always competes, whether it's mm. ground level, in the air. He didn't take the big pack marks that we're used to. But then he comes away with three goals too. Yeah. <laughs> He's had five shots. And yeah. I kind of thought oh, he wasn't that influential. But I think maybe he just wasn't taking the big pack yeah. marks that we're used to. So Norton, Trelaw, Buku, Buku and Dunks, three goals each. Even the defenders, I thought, were very solid. Uh, very strong. You know, we talked about the midfield. Good to have Keith back. Well, look, because yeah. all of a sudden, he takes the number one forward. So then yep. everyone else plays mm. with the second and the third and the fourth. So it just relieves that pressure. And he's just so strong with his hand and he's clean and he's a smart user of the footy. So, yeah, terrific to have Keith back. Yeah. And we, we haven't even mentioned him, but you, you almost don't need to. Bailey Smith. Oh. I mean, <laughs> 41? Oh. 41 touches? Oh. 41, yeah. yeah. 22 kicks, 19 handballs. I mean, yeah. come on. A little bit of engagement with the crowd as well. Oh, yes. Did you see that? When he yes, yes. That's like going absolutely wild yeah. at him. <laughs> it doesn't seem to phase him, does it? No. You know what? If you, can, if you can do that, stick your tongue out of bloke at the crowd and then focus back on the footy, I'm okay with it. Well, you're getting 41 touches. Do whatever yeah. you want, really. <laughs> Correct. No do issues. whatever you want, you know. Obviously, um, and then Jackson McRae, just a quiet 37 possessions again. Look, we're going on about it because it was really good. We've uh, Smitty it and I was. had a bit of trouble finding anything to say last week, but this week we've got no hesitation. It was all positives. Well, that's Friday night. That was all positive, but we do have a couple of controversial topics to talk about coming out of Friday night, and it centres around, first of all, the technology at Marvel Stadium. Mm. Now, I was on level three. Smitty, you were on level two. Correct. And we both had some issues with the screens at Marvel. Can you talk us through your issue first, and then I'll talk you through mine? Well, where I normally sit, uh, and you gents know, which is the back row of level one for our home games, we've got we've got seats there, level two overhangs. So I I've, haven't actually seen the big, massive scoreboard screens that they've uh, put behind each goal. And I've heard the media talk about them. And being on level two, I got to see them. I was like, oh, they're quite big screens. In fact, they're really impressive. That's great. Then the game starts. So this is a huge screen. At one end, a third is four and 20 pies or Toyota or all the sponsors. At the other end, about a quarter, it's weird, it's a different size, but about a quarter is the scoreboard with all mm. the stats. And then the actual screen for viewing the game or watching replays is is what's left over. And, you know, why would you celebrate these enormous wide vision, wide screens, and then plug them full of advertising and scoreboards? I don't need the scoreboard. I mean, I need one scoreboard, which the old screens can have the score. Well, they've still got them. They're still running the old screens. We're still working. Yeah, well, this, and and by the time you pack that advertising in, I'm not sure that the the game space you see on the screen is any bigger than the old ones anyway. I don't think it is at all. Now, I know that the game needs sponsors and they've paid probably lots of money to have that opportunity and have their logo there. But really, if you're going to put in these big screens and then cover it with advertising, no point. And I still haven't quite worked out which screen plays the replay of an incident, which screen's live and which screen's running stats, because they do seem to have different functions. And I'm always looking up going, oh, what what was that for? And, And I'm seeing like, you know, meters gained and I'm like, where's the replay it's on one of the other screens <laughs> so i had the view of the huge behind the goal screen where you were sitting you had a different screen to view indeed and it, it was probably not until about half time that i even noticed there was a screen up there and i sent you a photo of this smitty and this would be a good one to put on instagram this week at Here western we bulldogs podcast on instagram have a look at the size of the tv they've got hanging down on level three which I kid you not, 
is probably no bigger than the, the computer screen I'm looking at right now. It is absolutely <laughs> useless. There's about, oh, maybe eight of them. Every second one's turned off. So I just don't know who was like, yeah, yeah let's just get the uh, 43-incher. Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Suspended 40 metres up in the air for 10,000 people to try to see it. Absolutely pointless. Is it just one of those things that someone entered the wrong size when they say, so, hey, hey, Bob, can you, can you order the screen for the, for the stadium? Right. Yeah, I'm onto it, I'm onto it. He's just put the wrong measurements in. So anyway, a little bit of uh, feedback for the team at Marvel Stadium. Now, we probably sound a little bit precious here, Smitty and Dave, because in the old days, of course, the scoreboard was just a bloke sitting in there and like, hanging the numbers up on the, the pin. Or the very first, my very first game of football that I actually went to, I reckon it was about 1983 or 84, 5, something like that. I was about seven years old. And I went with a guy whose old man worked in the scoreboard. And this was oh. at Princess Park because we were playing Hawthorne. And so we we're in this sort of mm. boxy little room and it was the roller scoreboard. So yes. the, it was yep. you know, it was a technological advancement on the just sort of number that you'd hook on the nail and you'd roll the number down. Very, very important job back then. There was one scoreboard and there was one person to put the score on the scoreboard as well as whatever else went up there. So that's all we had when we started watching the footy. What about some great scoreboard moments? There have been a few over the years. Have we got any to share with the listeners? Well, we have. I'll tell you what, when you're rolling those scoreboards, you'd want to know your six times tables, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I mean. A lot of pressure. (laughs) A lot of pressure. Yeah, totally. Do you Now, uh, for our listeners who have been out to Waverley or VFL Park, now, I don't know if that was the first digital scoreboard before the MCG, but all I remember about VFL Park, there was only one of them, and it was very pixelated, and it was orange and black. So it wasn't colour. Orange, yeah. It was just kind of an orangey black, and I think if you uh, zoomed in too close to a player's head, you couldn't quite make it who it was. You had to sort of zoom <laughs> all the way back to try and work yep. out who the replay was. But I remember VFL Park being orange and black, and it was it was encased in a V. If yes, you remember. So it was with a, with a little footy so, in the gap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So there was VFL Park. Dave, what else have we got? I wasn't at the game, but I remember the night the MCG scoreboard caught on fire. Do you remember that? Oh, who was playing yes, that night? I do. Richmond? I don't remember who was playing. I don't have a, have a mm-hmm. Melbourne and Richmond. <laughs> They're always there. On a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So what happened there? Caught on fire. What did they do? Yeah. Did they evacuate? Yeah. Did the game, <laughs> did the game stop? Dave, can you work on your storytelling a little bit? Like, what's happening? What did they do? They put it out and they happened in between. Can we get to the bit that happened in between? Did they stop? The, they must have stopped the game. You can't keep playing while the scoreboard's on fire, can you? Yeah, I can't remember. Well, all I remember, they said it was an electrical fault. It wasn't vandalism or anyone deliberately lighting a fire. It was something internally. And it was right. just up one side of the scoreboard, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, so it that's didn't right. Sort of, it, was... it didn't really spread. It must have been a whole lot of wires or something. Yeah, out there. If, you, if you're looking at it, it's the left side. I remember seeing mm. it on TV. It sort of just yeah. went up like a cigar uh, shape almost. Yeah, which so could have scoreboard... been pretty dangerous, let's be honest, if the G caught fire. So, yes, I know we had some old school scoreboards and the ones where the, the rolling numbers were and so forth. Have you had the task at junior footy where you're in charge of the scoreboard for the day and it's one of those scoreboards that it's a figure of eight, and you've got to sort of move the black and the, and then behind it's like a little fluoro number, oh. so you can make everything in. Everything can be another number because it's like a, a figure of eight. To try and do twenty five, hang on, so we get four goals, one, that's twenty five, and then you're flicking, and someone goes another point, another point, oh, twenty six, okay, four, and you get the four goals two, and then you've got to move it all. You've really, you've got to keep up. Well, I had enough trouble 
just with when I used to have to do <laughs> the uh, the number on the on the pin, you know, where you'd hang it on the pin. So I'm challenged enough doing the under ten goal umpire job. I don't think I could manage a scoreboard that required that kind of dexterity. Goal umpire's hard. Thankfully, I didn't have any close calls today, but usually I just look to the field umpire and he gives me a bit of a nod. Dave, you're a field umpire, aren't you, for junior footy? I am for the under-12s team. How do you find that? Intense. Talk about the descent rule. Buku the other night. Ridiculous. Imagine 36 12-year-olds yelling at you, throwing their arms (laughs) up and down. So there's no descent rule for you? There, There is an extent. Are you telling me if you just casually stretch your arms out, keep your mouth closed and glance towards a man in a yellow T-shirt, that's not classified as dissent in junior footy. With a smile on your face. With a smile on your face. <laughs> and yet some reason in the AFL, that's dissent. He wasn't dissenting. He was genuinely saying, uh, I got pushed in the back. What? Can you just yeah. explain to me what the free kick's for? He was pushed in the back. He got it was off. the biggest was... push I've ever seen. We don't want to see players pulling their mouth guards out, throwing it towards the umpire, obviously swearing, abuse. We do not want to see that at all. But when players go, what for? That's not dissent. Yeah. Like you, they, they often don't know. They go, yeah. what was that for? I just got two hands in my back, so why is it against me? Anyway, let's not go there because we'll say we're on the scoreboards. Smitty, what else can you tell us about scoreboards? Well, on the rolling scoreboards back in the days, mm. they often – there was two things. First of all, they used to put up the quaddy race results. So, <laughs> that's right. You know, and that's just like the last four races of the day oh, or six, seven, eight, nine yeah. or whatever it is. And they yeah. would put up the race results. So yeah. you'd often hear mid-quarter, that's a ball right. up on the wing, nothing going on, and little parts of the crowd going, yo, Belgium, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, so like, what's ever so excited about? It's just a, just a throw-up. What's, what's going on? <laughs> Someone's got the quaddy, so they're happy. And that's back – that's in, that's an interesting point because that's back when, I don't know, I've never been much of a gambler, but you could just bet – Maybe there was just one race you could bet on, so you only needed you only needed the one result. Now on the scoreboard, I don't know if you noticed it on Friday night. There's a whole bunch of stuff about not betting because you can pretty much bet on anything. Uh, you know, you can. from first goal, first yeah. touch, margin, uh, which way the wind's blowing, you know, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. So mm. it's we've gone full circle there. Fair to say. Well, we have because those blokes who were watching the quality results back in the day on the, those old scoreboards, they would have been down to the TAB before the footy. They would have put that bet yes. on with their betting slip, then gone yep. to the footy. So there was obviously yep. no phones, yep. and you could either bet fifty cents or a dollar, and then it was obviously multiples of that. So there wasn't like flexi betting and percentages. <laughs> it was literally you just put it your money on that was it, right. and you had to. You didn't yeah. need a degree so, in mathematics to be able to place a bet back then. It was you came first, second, or third, and you just no. times whatever you put down by the odds. That was <laughs> correct. It. So the quality results was there. The other thing on the old school <laughs> scoreboards were. They would give you the results or, or the, the the quarter time, half time, three quarter time results of the other games. Yeah. But it was A and B. Yeah, you had C to look it up. Yeah, you had to, you had to have the record <laughs> to know. Yeah. So if you didn't have one, you have to say to your mate, hey, who's A and B? Oh, look yeah. at A. Who's A, a B? smashing B. Who's A? <laughs> oh, I think that's yeah. Carl- oh no, yeah. hang on. No, that's not that's but, not the Carlton Richmond game. It's no, Roy. it's the other one. Was there anything was there any sponsorship on the scoreboards? Was there four and twenty pies or anything like that? I reckon there would have been one sponsor. What, good scoreboard. Year? Was it a good year at Footscray? Bow Repairs, was that our timer? Bow Repairs? Time I'll check yeah. our Instagram because uh, I've, I've yeah, put the up a photo of our timer. The timer was Bow Repairs. Yeah, okay. I knew there was some sort of No, no, tire. Olympic no. Tires. You're right. Olympic there Tires. On our Instagram page, West at yeah. Olympic Tires. Bulldogs yeah. podcast. Brilliant. Olympic okay. Tires was on top of our old Does timer. It, it was Tires sport. anyway, yeah. Does anyone out there at Western Bulldogs podcast, do you have a photo of the old scoreboard 
in operation at the Western Oval. Is it still there? It is. It's still there. Oh, oh. As it, I said that really confidently. You did. Like, you did. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I've been I've been there, but I, I just can't think of whether it's it's should be there. heritage listed. Yeah. <laughs> well, like remember the old coach's box on the other wing. Yes. And the coach would have to cross the ground and walk up that ladder. And the ladder. Yes. Just box Climb up. On the other side of the wing. No, but I reckon Mick Malthouse used that. I think it has been opposition coaches, but I think Mick Malthouse loved it up there. But I, I remember him using it as the Collingwood coach. Did he use it as the Footscray coach as well? I'm reckon? sure for a while there, because it was always the opposition, and I think Mick liked it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and that was generally where the opposition supporters went to that wing. Mild OHS issue, making him mm. climb up that ladder, maybe, on a slippery um, Western Oval day. <laughs> Are you talking about him injuring himself up and down the ladder or, or yeah, yeah. opposition supporters throwing things at him oh, as he's yeah, going yeah. up and down? Yeah. Either way, the whole thing collapsing. All right, at Western Bulldogs Podcast on Instagram, if you have a photo of the old Footscray scoreboard in operation, we want to see who the sponsors were because we're able to rattle off our sponsors, but I'm not sure about the scoreboard. No, and I do have a photo of the last score there when we played West Coast. I took a photo that day. Oh, okay. You got yes. the last Western Oval game. I got that framed in my shed. That's right. Yeah, really? And you can, we can siren. see our arms up as the siren went. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one. All right. Well, one oh, of you. I'll go out later and check the photo out. Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. You can put it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can do this, me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said, yeah, a bit like I'll text yeah. you. I'll text <laughs> you the picture. Yeah. A bit quickly. Yeah, take yeah, a photo, and put it on. Get it yeah. developed, and then you'll yeah, send it from the to Melbourne. Go down to the local Kodak, the pharmacy, wait five days. We've had some good interaction again this week. Now, I set Smitty a task to post some pictures of Steve Kays, who have played oh. for the Bulldogs. So we had Steve Konyuk and Dave shared with us as well that great moment we spoke of last week when Konyuk ran around the mark and sealed the game against yep. Collingwood. And then we saw some, oh, gee, it was sad to see Steve Krediuk, how he's let himself go, wasn't it? Hasn't Since he? he came out of football. Oh, I mean, just... some, I mean, look, they've had a good career. They've obviously trained yeah. really hard, and if they yeah. want to stop training, yeah. it's up to them. Yeah, and they can't maintain that diet and all the rest of it. Now, if anyone has actually seen Steve Krediuk <laughs> since he retired from football, he either became a fitness trainer or Mr. Universe because he looks or both. absolutely – Or both. He, we had, I don't know if we got a 2022 photo, but it was a recent photo of him, and he looked in tip-top condition. We said we'd talk a little bit about our all-time favourites or our heroes because Steve, Steve K was one for me. Why don't we just name, just name one other, and we'll see if Smitty can get a photo of it this week. So, Dave, we're going to set him another task to get a great photo of a yep. player – who has been a classic for you? Who would you nominate? You can't nominate Doug Hawkins. It's got Can to be someone a little bit more obscure. Before you give me the task, yeah, I actually took a photo. I haven't even told you this. I took a photo. He was sitting in front of me oh, on Friday night. Yeah. So now it's unlikely you're going to name this player, but um, so I have give a, a photo. Give us a clue. Yeah. Okay. I have a photo on my camera roll ready to post on Instagram of a, a previous player, sort of the Doug Hawkins era. He was a cult hero status, without a doubt. And, well, what, I'll give you the clue. Played out of the goal square. Okay, listeners, do you reckon you know who this is at Western Bulldogs podcast? Well, that's ridiculous because you're, gonna, you're about to hear the answer. Well, or should Choco, we leave it open? It? Should we leave it open? For the we listeners? can leave it open. Let's leave it open. It wasn't Choco. It wasn't Choco. Yeah. No, no, no. So it wasn't Choco. No, no. it wasn't Choco. All right, we've ruled Choco out. Choco Raw, Brian Raw. So, I'm going to give you another clue. So it was we, right. we had a decade of rolling full forwards 
I know it is. I think sometimes were putting that spot to to fill the gap, and they all did a terrific job. Sometimes they weren't born and raised to be a full forward. Well, this guy probably was. All right, yeah. at Western Bulldogs Podcast, we're going to reveal the answer next week of who Smitty got the photo of, and he'll post it on there. This is a this is pretty exciting for the podcast. We've never done this before. No. So we've never, <laughs> we're pretty excited about this. Dave, didn't you get a photo of a uh, former champion last year? I did. Uh, the game against Collingwood in round one last year, we uh, literally stumbled across Paul Dimitina out the front of the MCG, and Dimmer was in great form. And I actually saw Dimmer again Friday night on TV. He was there with Dougie Hawkins, Peter Dacos, and Gavin Brown. All right. Yes. And, and, Guy, I set you a task on, on Friday night. You set me a task. All right. What was that? You're going to have to remember, remember that. Well, um, Bailey Smith said after the game that he was going to be going for a swim at a local oh, yeah. beach in That's Melbourne right. and a beach yeah. that you're not that far from. Yeah. I, H- how'd uh, you go? I slept in. It's uh, <laughs> morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's a late night after a game. I don't know how you <laughs> folks feel, but like it's sort of it's 11, about a quarter past eleven Sorry. by the time you lay your head down. I was, I was thinking, yeah, you, know, you would have been going for a jog along the beach or something, but no, not to be. Nah, I usually run my my eight k's in the afternoon. Can't yes. tell if you're serious okay. or not. No, I'm not serious. <laughs> <laughs> Never run eight k's in my life. <laughs> <laughs> But in all seriousness, I'm wondering how many people did head down to the beach to look for Bailey Smith on Saturday morning. Yeah, that's a good call, actually, because if he puts that out and if you – because if you, if you get Basil on your Instagram and he – can you share Instagram, Smitty? You're our expert. I don't think you I, can, can yeah, you? He could repost. Yeah, if you he could repost him right. or tag him, he can repost your, your original post. Okay. Well, imagine Basil reposting <laughs> your original post. So I reckon that would get a few people – That'd get him down to the beach on a Saturday night. Oh, and the shot you'd get, if he goes down for recovery, he'd have the, you know, the budgies on with the beanie on and potentially the top just sort of pulled up yeah. a little bit above the waist just to sort of so it doesn't get wet. So, you know, it could be a very uh, Instagrammable moment. Well, maybe one of those singlets where it's sort of scooped out right down to your hips <laughs> yes, so you can the, show off your the, obliques. <laughs> <laughs> I've never worn one of those. <laughs> All right. We've got the Suns this week mm. back at our spiritual home in Ballarat. One <laughs> thirty-five, I think, Saturday afternoon. Either of you blokes going? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm heading down the highway. So, Smitty, I'm interested in this because you do go there a lot. Do you do you do you buy a general ticket? Do you buy a seat? I know you were on the front lines last time you were there. What do you do? What do you just rock yeah. up? No, no, just I get a GA and stand on the fence, and it's like the old days. It actually is like yeah, going lovely. to the Western Oval and standing right down the front and getting involved. Dave, you sometimes head up to Ballarat from the Mount. Will you be going there this week or have uh, you had enough travels for now? Yeah, unfortunately, I can't make it. If it had been in the Gold Coast last week, it would have been nice. Oh. Will you feel a little bit divided loyalties, given that we're playing the Gold Coast? Because that's your, that's your spiritual home. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you've, spent more, you've spent more time up there this year than you have on the podcast. So how are you <laughs> feeling about that? I'm going to end up with a Terry Wallace tan pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing the Suns. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit I know nothing about the Suns. I never really have. I've never taken any interest in them whatsoever. Are we going to win? Are they any good? They're not, they're not good, are they? Well, they're they're just been equal I beat Frio. They're equal with us, and they just beat Frio. Oh, jeepers. Yeah. I, mean, so, I should take all that back. They're, they're going all right. So this is your classic eight-point game because yeah, we're both yes. on four wins. And I, I think, if I remember correctly, a few weeks ago, I said if we can win three out of the next four, we got we turn five and five. You did say that. Yep. 
So we 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 beat the Suns. We're five and five. The season's well, back on track. And then, and then we've got West Coast, and and then we've got uh, over there, and then we've got Geelong at Marvel, which is much better than playing them down at Cadinia Park. Yeah, true and story. And then we've got the buy. And once the buy's done, then we are looking at getting a few players back. Maybe even Bruce might be coming back. We'll win those three. We'll be sitting sitting in a good spot. All right, so we're going to beat the Suns. Smithy's going to be there. Look out for him on TV, listeners. He loves getting on the TV there when he's in the front row. We saw him a lot last time. Let's hope Which is funny because I've got a head for podcasts. <laughs> Let's hope we have <laughs> better performance than we did against the Crows. I mean, it couldn't get any worse, to be honest. Not really. But we're back. The way we played on Friday night, we play like that. We'll run over Gold Coast and we'll be on our way to Smitty's 5-5 five and five recovery for the year. Yes. Was any final thoughts before we wrap up today's episode? What a great uh, win on Friday night against a good side too, right? Yep. The, the Pies aren't easy beats. Um, we always seem to match up well against the Pies. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well done to the boys. Great to see their effort and get a win on the board and looking forward to taking on the Suns on Saturday. Yeah, well, we haven't won two in a row yet this year, so I'm looking forward to us hopefully winning two in a row. We haven't won two in a row. Well, that's a bit of a telling stat, isn't it? So we need to yeah. get up. We need to win two in a row. Yep. And it's winnable. If ever we're going to get a team to beat, it's going to be Gold Coast and Ballarat. So let's get up there. If you do get up there at Western Bulldogs Podcast, we'd love you to send us your pictures as you arrive. Send us your pictures during that. We'd love to get a sort of pictorial story of uh, a supporter up at Ballarat. So post on your Instagram, tag us in. We'd love to see you enjoying yourselves up there. And and message us on Instagram because I'll be there. And yes, we'll, we'll be there. We'll yeah, have a high absolutely. five and we'll, we'll do a, a Bevo selfie. Hopefully, Smitty, you get to use your Macca's voucher on the way up through Melbourne. <laughs> or, um... <laughs> still owed a big Mac at Creswick. Yeah, I wonder if that's happening again. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. I'll be interested to hear if that happens again. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, lads. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Remember to share this with your doggies, mates. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Western Bulldogs Podcast and on Twitter at West Bulldogs Pod. And if you're on Spotify, well, you must be because you're listening. So when you're on Spotify, just pop over and give us a rating. We love a five-star rating. So give us a five-star rating. That'll help spread the word of our American football podcast. We still can't change the classification. (laughs) We're trying to get it to sports news. It's not working for us. I wonder if any American listeners have dialed in and there's a 20-minute tin going, no, never heard of Cody Wade. He doesn't play quarterback for us. Yeah, He's not a wide receiver. Give us a like. It might actually help Spotify, help us to to categorize the podcast correctly. So thanks for joining us. We look forward to getting back on the airwaves again after hopefully two in a row. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, boys. Go, doggies.